Hello, this is Angelo Stralopa, CEO of Positivity Coaching, and you're listening to my podcast. Hello, this is Angelo Stralopa, CEO of Positivity Coaching, and you're listening to my podcast. Today we will talk about the ethical On our last episode, we talked about the BP Deepwater Horizon pollution. And to understand better the oil spill economic impact, let's look at some facts. On January 16, 2018, BP PLC announced it would take a 1.7 billion charge for expenses related to the 2010 Deepwater Horizon oil spill. It expects cash payments of $3 billion for the year. And as of July 14, 2016, BP had spent $61.6 billion in court fees, penalties and cleanup costs. On September 4, 2014, a federal judge ruled that BP was grossly negligent. The company was fined a record $18 billion under the Clean Water Act. The court ruled that BP repeatedly cut corners to boost profits. I repeat, the court ruled that BP repeatedly cut corners to boost profits. Remember that phrase, cut corners to boost profits. BP's penalties didn't begin to address the damage done to human life, wildlife, the environment, and the local economy. Let's look at the details. The BP oil spill, also called the Gulf oil spill, was the biggest ever in U.S. waters. Worse than the Exxon Valdez oil spill, was one of the world's worst environmental disasters. Ten years after, this disaster continues to harm wildlife and the environment. The BP oil spill began when the Deepwater Horizon rig suffered an explosion on April 20, 2010. Of the 126 workers at the site that day, 11 were killed by the blast. In its first month, BP spilled 30 million gallons of oil into the Gulf three times over the Exxon Valdez oil spill. Over the next three months, oil leakage in the Gulf of Mexico created the biggest oil disaster in the United States. Scientists estimated 184 million gallons were spilled. This is 18 times the amount spilled by Exxon Valdez. Its economic impact is far worse. The Gulf fishing and tourism industries produce 3.5 billion to 4.5 billion a year. It costs BP 4 billion to contain and clean up the mess and another 4 billion to 5 billion in penalties. 
satellite images has shown the oil slowly covering 68,000 square miles and impacting the shoreline from Gulfport, Mississippi to Pensacola, Florida. At the time, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration forecast that there was a 60% chance the slick would reach the Florida Keys. Let's look at the environmental effects. Almost 10 million pounds of oil residue was removed from Louisiana shorelines between June 2011 and April 7, 2013. Even after the cleanup, more than 200 miles still had this oily residue embedded in its marshlands. It killed vegetation and caused erosion. While Louisiana was the hardest hit, Alabama, Mississippi and Florida shorelines were also impacted. Here's how much of a residue from oil was collected in each state. Louisiana, 9.8 million pounds. Alabama, 941,000 pounds. Mississippi, 112,000 pounds. Florida, more than 73,000 pounds. The impact on fisheries. The oil disaster affected the cellular function of the killfish, a common bait fish at the, bo at the base of the food chain. It harmed the development of larger fish, such as mahi-mahi, and reduced the number of juvenile bluefin tuna by 20%. Impact to wildlife. In 2011, half of the area's bottlenose dolphins were sickened by lung disease. An NOAA study reported this type of disease is caused by toxic exposure to oil. Almost 20% were so ill they weren't expected to live. BP contested the study. Between May 2010 and November 2012, more than 1,700 sea turtles were found stranded. This is compared to 240 normally found a year. In addition, 930 dolphins and whales were discovered stranded during the period from February 2010 to April 2013. Only 20 a year are usually found in this state. To replace lost foraging habitat for ducks and other migratory birds, 79,000 acres of harvested and idle rice fields have been intentionally flooded. Our source here is, uh, comes from thebalance.com, an article written by Kimberly Amadeo, and we thank her for that. Let's look at the timeline. On April 20, 2010, an explosion rocked the 600 million rig. Prior to that, it produced 30, sorry, it produced 336,000 gallons of oil per day. It had 700,000 gallons of fuel oil stored for operations. BP leased the rig from Trans Transocean for $500,000 a day. A second explosion three days later sunk the rig. 
At first, BP reported that no oil was leaking, but on April 24, the Coast Guard said that 42,000 gallons of oil a day was leaking from the rig at 500,000 feet below the surface. At that point, BP started to try to cap the well and stop the leakage. The first used robots to repair and activate a shutoff valve. On April 28, the government announced the site was leaking 210,000 gallons of oil a day. The oil and slick already covered a 5,000 square mile area. On May 2, 2010, BP started drilling a relief well to intersect the damaged well. It planned to pump in mud and cement to close off the lift close off the lake. The wells weren't successful until August. Until then, BP attempted to capture the leaking oil. On May 16, they inserted a tube that collected 84,000 gallons a day. Two days later, the NOAA declared 19% of the Gulf to be a no-fishing zone. The next day, thick oil started blanketing the Louisiana wetlands. On May 27, scientists announced that the oil had been leaking at a rate of almost 800,000 gallons per day. On June 10, this estimate increased again to 1 billion gallons per day. It is worse than the Exxon Valdez. The BP oil spill damaged the shorelines of four, of four Gulf states, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, and Florida. Worse yet, it took three months to build a relief well to stop the flow. It immediately threatened more than 65,000 acres of four national wildlife refugees, home to endangered species. Approximately 40% of the coastal wetlands of the lower 48 states is located in Louisiana. It's worth $96 billion. The impact of the Exxon oil spill lasted for decades. In 1989, the Exxon Valdez crashed under the shore of Prince William Sound in Alaska. The accident contaminated 1,300 miles of coastline with 250,000 barrels or 11 million gallons of oil. The tourism industry immediately lost over 26,000 jobs and more than 2.4 billion in sales. By 2003, it still hadn't recovered completely. Did it benefit the economy? J.P. Morgan Chase calculated that oil spill cleanup efforts actually boosted the economy in 2012. BP spent $6 billion to hire 4,000 people to clean up the spill that year. This contributed more than $700 million lost in fishing and tourism revenues and the 3,000 jobs lost to the six-month deepwater drilling moratorium. But that didn't count long-term costs or things that are counted in gross domestic products such as the value of human and animal life that was lost. The oilzilla. Oil and hurricanes don't mix, whether shaken well or stirred. And the worst oil disaster in US history to a hurricane season, almost as bad as the one that spawned Hurricane Katrina, and you get oilzilla. The NOAA forecasted that 2010 could have been a near repeat of the 2005 season with as many as 14 hurricanes. Oilzilla would have combined the ferocity of a hurricane with the long-lasting effects of an oil spill. 
It could have flattened the domestic oil industry the way that the Three Mile Island nuclear accident did to the U.S. nuclear industry. At the very least, Oilzilla could have finished off BP PLC, the biggest oil and gas producer in the United States. The company's stock value had declined 34% since the April 20th explosion and wiped $19.6 billion in value. This led some to speculate that BP became a prime takeover target, one of possible interest to Royal Dutch Shell. BP's cleanup costs were estimated at $37 billion which is equivalent to three years of cash flow. This is Angelo Trulopas, and you can listen to my podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google.